<laughs> I almost thought you're making up a new theme song, but it is our theme song. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> we're back at it again. And we're back at it again. And guess what season it is? It's spooky it's season. It's spooky season. Woo! So we have some exciting spooky episodes on I am deck. I'm so excited. Oh, dude, this is my this, this is my time to shine. Yes. This is I, my favorite time. Anyone who talks to me about other, unless it's my own fiction, I'm gonna be talking about true crime. Or conspiracy theories, or like cryptid crap, which like like stuff like that. Like her own fiction is very weird. good. Okay. And oh, thank you. Listen, just a plug for you. All my, just for you. a second. <laughs> go to our um, shop and buy it. You should go to our shop and link in bio. But the, this one over here writes like fiction books, and they're very good. Aww. So you should check them out. She's too sweet. But yeah, yeah, you should check them out and buy them. But also, listen to every single episode we do this this month, because it's all, like, spooky. spooky. Today's not even really... Okay, today's spooky. Kind of. It's infuriating. It's, like, mind-boggling. It leans heavier on the cryptid than on the, like, ghost. Listen, I love this shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best kind. I do. Like, this I, is the best kind. Like, I... Anything that is unexplainable, mm-hmm. I eat it up yes it's our thing it's our thing so that's what we're we're doing today so if you are new to the show thank you for coming this is cookies and crime i'm mindy i'm renee and we just talk about true crime and have snack time at the end because it's what we do it's what we do it's what we're best at it is we don't have a lot of skills but but those are two of them it's true crime and snacks yeah we're real good we're my job is crime my job is is snacks (laughs) This Ken's job is crime and snacks. Um, so, disclaimer, though, we are not professionals of any kind. All of our opinions and speculations stated are not uh, fact. They are, str- we're just opinionated. Strongly. Yeah. I will cite all my sources, but not everything that flies out of my mouth is going to be objective. <laughs> but, you know, like, when you're, take it upon yourselves mm-hmm. to, to form yeah. your own opinion. Exactly. And if you agree with us, that's... Awesome. Don't come at us if you disagree, though. Just state yeah. your opinion in what, the comments. What are we going to do? We're just. What do we know? Yeah. What do we know? We don't know anything. We're just girls. We're just dumb girls. We're just girls. <laughs> we don't even. <laughs> we don't know how to do anything. We don't know how to do it, except true crime and snack time. So today's case. Are you ready? I'm like really excited about this. I'm also really mad about this case. So I'm ready to get fired up. Okay. So today's case is about Bigfoot. Is he real? The big guy? Is he fiction? The big guy. The big hairy guy. Is he is he real? Is I'm he rabbit hole about. Oh. There's there's lots of theories. We need at the very end. So this will like I don't want you to be fooled. This is not 100% about Bigfoot. It is about about a case in which Bigfoot is blamed. So hashtag #justice for Bigfoot. Okay. But at the end, I do if he's, I do if he's wrongly accused, case, that is... He is. I can tell you right you know, now. That's he's a BS. Wrong. But at the very end, I want Mindy's hot take on Bigfoot as a whole. Like, oh, as, oh, as a have... topic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. So hold on to those. There's, there's lots of... Uh... Ready to be mad about humans blaming poor Bigfoot for stuff he didn't do. So we're not answering any he's of the just questions. just out there picking berries and stuff. <laughs> like, what's he... Living his life. He's staying remotely. out of people's way. Exactly. So today is less... Except at the very end, it's going to be less about whether or not Bigfoot's real and more about humans blaming uh, cryptids as a whole for using them as scapegoats, especially, like, in the early, like, 
1960s, 70s. You know, when, like, stuff like this was being hyped up, they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to blame every cryptid that you're talking about is probably what did this Chupacabra. crime. And not me, because I wouldn't commit a crime, but an animal would. So let's For blame sure. them. Okay, so let's talk about um, our our main subject today is Teresa. I'm going to say Bear. I don't know if that's how her name is pronounced. Looks like Bear. I apologize. B-I-E-R, if I'm it's incorrect. either Bear or Bear. Yeah, I mentally, when I did all the research, I mentally read it as bear. So I don't think I'm going to untrain my brain. So I'm just going to call her Teresa Bear. If that's wrong, it's wrong. Um, She lived and grew up in Fresno, California. Her parents were Shirley and David Bear. Shirley was incredibly abusive as a parent. Teresa was hospitalized by Shirley at age three, which is appalling. I mean, and it's, it's appalling from, at any age, from the age, mother, but three, that's, it's unusual, that's, uh, right? Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised. For physical abuse, typically yeah. it's unusual. Right. It usually, women tend to employ different abusive methods. Like, we're psychological kind of beings, not as physical as men tend to be. But So I was a little surprised by that part of her history. But, uh, yeah, Shirley was the physically abusive one. So social services stepped in at that point when uh, Teresa was three. And Margie Richmond, who was previous... This is going to get complicated. Margie was previously married to Shirley's half-brother, which is weird. So Margie over here, um, after Shirley and David get divorced, after this whole, like, social services stepped in and broke up the family, Shirley and David got divorced. David ended up marrying Margie. So he kind of kept it in the family. I'm going to say it again. Margie is Shirley's half-brother's ex-wife, and now she's married to Shirley's ex-husband. And we're, what state are we in? We're in California. Okay. Yeah. So, super weird, okay? And I don't know if this is indicative of David as a person, but Margie, now, like, newly married, she also becomes physically abusive towards Teresa and then her own daughter. She had, I think, two daughters that she brought into the marriage so so teresa is going from one abusive mother physically abusive mother to another physically abusive mother david just can't pick him maybe i think that's probably indicative of him as a human being but um margie would lock the refrigerator and not feed the kids like she did very ruby frank kind of thing i was gonna say (laughs) we just talked about this talked about this kind of parenting techniques it doesn't work and you're probably gonna go to jail maybe not abuse your kids just be kind. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Just don't do it, okay? So so that household did not work out for Teresa either. So Teresa's uncle, his name is John Blind Johnny Richmond. This is Margie's uh, brother? No, no, no. No, Johnny. <laughs> this family is so messed up. Blind I'm confused John- already. John Richmond is Margie's ex-husband, so that's Shirley's brother. Gotcha. Okay, her half-brother. He is the one, age 42, divorced, has his own kids. He ends up getting custody of Teresa. Okay? Are you following me still? This is okay. getting too convoluted. Okay. <laughs> Teresa's with Johnny. Okay. Um, so Johnny, he claims that he lost his eyesight while playing Russian roulette because he's such a winner. Um, but some people... Hold. <laughs> Pause. Yeah. He's lost he's his eyesight. lost his eyesight because he shot himself in the face. Gotcha. Or he fired in, like, the back, um, the, uh, what's it called? When the gun, the, the, yeah, I know it's what not you're discharged. I know what, what you're is saying. that? Um, 
like it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does that thing in your face. I, mean, I know, I know. When what you shoot saying. a gun, it yeah, goes back yeah. in your face. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, regardless, like he a claims or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He claims that he that's how he lost his eyesight. But it's like a rumor. Like people are like, I don't think he did. I think he's lying and he can see everything, but he's pretending to be disabled. This okay. is like a whole, this family. I, I promise we get to Bigfoot at some point, but this family is actually more ridiculous than Bigfoot. Okay, okay. keep so, going. So Johnny's like maybe fake blind. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> um, he has two daughters with Margie, um, the ones that are living with her currently being abused by her. They were not removed from the house. Only Teresa was. Um, and then he has two sons with a prostitute who do live with him. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> It's There's just, a lot to unpack It's just going to get so much worse. Okay. So, Johnny has two sons living in the house with him and now his niece, Teresa, who was living there. He also has a live-in girlfriend named Tamara Newman, who is 17 years old. Yup. Somebody I t- call the police. I told you it's it's going to keep getting worse. So, obviously, he is a wonderful choice for guardianship over Teresa. He's just a you walking red this, flag. <laughs> you look at this house and you're like... Yeah, this Johnny. Man's not well, he's and the fake company blind. he keeps. Is he has not two well. kids with a prostitute, and he's got a live-in girlfriend who's most definitely a minor and should not legally be there. This is a perfect environment for this ch- poor child. I mean, this is a perfect environment for Bigfoot to, you know, <laughs> just jumping right to like, Bigfoot. That's a lot of chaos. This is it. Too. Yeah. I mean, if you, this is the type of family who would blame Bigfoot, right? Like this is. I mean, <laughs> but like legitimately, <laughs> I feel like this is the type of family that Bigfoot would like appear to. I don't want to sound. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound like the worst person, but this is the most white trash family I've ever heard of. Like this, it's it's not good. It's there's, not good. There's, there, it's there's not, some uh, there's some um, behavior patterns. There's a that lot are going on. Repeating that uh, are not. The law should have probably made different decisions in regards to this child's care. But we're gonna yeah. conti- we're gonna continue with Teresa, okay? At this point, we're up to her she's sixteen years old, okay? Um she Oh, hold on, let me skip this note. Okay, so she ends up at her uh, uncle's house. She's sixteen. The whole family is trash. I already said that. <laughs> I like made a note. We hate them. White trash. I they're, hate them. They're abusing their kids. Yeah. It's not good. So he and his friends allegedly began sexually abusing Teresa. Oh, my God. This poor girl. And forcing her to miss school to babysit his two kids that he had with his prostitute. It's okay? awful. So the, Teresa is physically not safe. She is not getting her education. She is being forced to basically be a servant slash nanny to... Like relatives that aren't they like they're not her siblings they're like her uncle's kids that he doesn't want to mess with so she's being responsible for way more than she yeah should I mean be. he's like making her the mother she's an object or a slave in this household essentially God, that's awful it is and she so she was said let me tell you a little bit about Teresa as a human being she was said to be a slow learner and a little immature go figure though they beat like the hell out of her exactly she's heavily abused since very three she years old some brain she damage yeah my god. She's got a lot of things working against her development. So she um, probably didn't have a chance to properly mentally develop. So, like, that tracks. She had protruding upper teeth like a cute little overbite. Like little, like rabbit teeth? Yeah. Aww. She sounds adorable. She, sounds, she was also really petite. She's like 5'5", five, five, 110 pounds. Aww. Now, okay, I am petite. I am 5'3 and 125 pounds. So she's taller than me and skinnier. She's, like, tiny, tiny. She's not just short and, like, 
also because she's malnourished she's 110 sounds like it should it's yeah. below oh, what yeah. her weight should have been sure. so she i'm envisioning her being kind of like emaciated um a healthy weight for her should probably be closer to mine right i mean i would say i don't know yeah. i'm trying to like there weren't a lot of there are not a lot of pictures of her i found like one picture of her and it did not give me a good idea of like the state of her health not that that's, like, super crucial to this case, but for me, it, I felt like I needed to know. <laughs> when I was going into, like, what happens later, I'm like, I need to know her health. Is she, was she okay at all? Um, she also had a surgical scar on her lower right leg due to a childhood fracture caused by abuse. So those are her, her physical markers. That's Teresa. That's her situation. Now we're going to pivot a little bit to another piece of human trash named Russell Welch. All right. Okay. We're getting closer to Bigfoot, I promise. <laughs> Russell, this is the part where we're going to get mad. He was our much older neighbor. He was like 42, 43. He was closer to our uncle's age. Um, he was a self-proclaimed Bigfoot expert. Okay. I know I the type. don't know if this is true, but I'm envisioning him being the kind of guy that leads with that in a conversation. Like, you meet him at a party, and he's like, my name's Russell. I'm a Bigfoot expert. And you're like, I didn't ask what you did, but, but tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. You have my attention, you have Russell. my attention. Go ahead. But So he, he's, like, determined to find proof that Bigfoot exists. Okay. It's one of the things he, like, fixates a lot on. Um, he claims he's seen him before. And he wants proof to show other people. So I guess his stories at parties would sound more legit if he has, like, a picture or something, right? Well, sure. That would make sense. He's, uh, he was a house painter by trade, but ultimately he lived off of disability checks. Allegedly, he was also a meth addict. Ooh. I feel like the fixation on Bigfoot makes... I mean, yeah. I fixate on stuff. Sure. But this guy's made this his entire life. There's got to be other factors yeah. involved. He is a house painter by trade. I think I already said that. Living off of disability. He was, uh, his late wife, Shannon, died of an overdose, apparently. So it was like a family thing. A meth overdose? Yes. Yeah. So I think that allegedly is like very... Meth is a really he bad is. drug because it just like eats your brain. Yeah. It eats all of you. Yeah. I've, I've seen it all like those pictures those of... teeth. Of, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not good. And your skin. It's like, not good. It's really sad. Don't, um, don't use drugs, kids. Please don't. That's if you get anything from this episode, it's that Bigfoot's real and didn't commit any crimes. Also, don't do meth, please. Um, so Russell had a daughter named uh, he has a son and a daughter, but I didn't find anything on the son. I don't think he's actually important to the story. Probably estranged. Probably. Um, but his daughter named is named Chandra and she, I believe, at least at this time, lived with him. So she is going to be important. Uh, we're going to take just a brief break. And then we will come back and talk about what happened on June 1st, 1987. I never said the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, I I was wondering. You 87? Okay. 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 Well, I vaguely said the 60s and 70s, but the 80s is All close right. enough. That's Stay close tuned. Enough. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. As a true crime addict, I'm fully aware of the dangers anyone, particularly women, can face even walking down the street. Call me paranoid, but I carry a stun gun with me every chance I get. The problem is security measures in places like airports prohibit the carrying of a lot of self-defense devices. Anyone who listens to podcasts like ours knows that crime can happen anywhere. So what else is there? Birdie personal safety alarms by SheBirdie are designed to be versatile and safe to carry anywhere. These keychains are an easy, nonviolent way to travel with peace of mind. 
When you feel unsafe, simply pull the top of the keychain to activate a loud siren and flashing strobe light. When you're safely in the clear, just reinsert the top of the keychain to turn the alarm off. A loyal fan messaged us about this product and we immediately fell in love. We adore our Cookies and Crime listeners, so please stay aware and invest in your personal safety so you don't end up featured as a case on this podcast. Follow the link in our show notes and use code Cookies and Crime to get 15% off each order. Okay. So now that we've, we're back, guys. Hi. Yeah, we're back. Um, now that we've established it's the 80s. <laughs> June 1st, 1987. This is the last time at 7.20 a.m. that Teresa Bear was ever seen. Ever again. So we're going to break down how that last day went. Theoretically. Based on the loose information that was collected. So... At 7.20, she left on a, to go on a camping trip with Mr. Russell Welch in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Now, remember, she's 16 years old. Mm-hmm. 16 years old. And he's 43. And how do they know each other? He's her neighbor. Gotcha. And he's, like, kind of friends with the uncle. Like, they're right. familiar with right, each other. right, right. Um, based on what we have established about the uncle, I don't think that matters. I don't yeah, and the uncle's cares. molesting her. Exactly. He doesn't care where her, she is yeah, all day okay. at all. Gotcha. Um, so in theory, Russell and Teresa camped in the area of Shut Eye Peak, which is approximately 25 miles northeast of Bass Lake, for those who care. Um, they were hunting, allegedly, for Sas- Sasquatch or Bigfoot, because that's his life's pursuit. And for some reason, he thought like it'd be a great idea to take Teresa with him. Um, so he, he, uh, apparently he picked Teresa up and told the uncle that he was taking her to school at 720 in the morning. Okay. But instead that's where they went was shut eye peak to go Bigfoot hunting. Okay. Okay. He, he told the uncle, he told the uncle that I'm going to take her to school, but then he kidnapped And then the uncle was like, sounds great. I don't care. And then he left with Teresa. Wild. And they went camping. Um, Teresa had told her friends that she was going to the mountains with a man she recently met, too. So, like, they, <laughs> oh, they, knew, they knew she was going to miss school, so no Poor one was going to look for her. No one was going to look for her because they didn't I see just, it I weird. I just wish weird. that she had a, just, you know. A strong parental figure yeah. who could stop stuff yeah. like this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that would have been nice yeah. for her. Poor thing. So, later that morning, her uncle gets a call from Central High School saying, uh, Teresa never made it to class. This is weird for her. I mean, that's that's a loose interpretation because she did miss school a lot for babysitting. Mm-hmm. But still, they're like, okay, let's do our due diligence. Yeah, I mean, and they reach would contact out. typically. Yeah. And the uncle, he thinks it's weird because she's not there babysitting for him, and he's not able to use her and abuse her all day, right? So he's like, oh, this is kind of. I weird. guess I guess you're right. It is a little bit yeah. weird. Red flag though. He says, oh, she's homesick to the school. He says, oh, I know, she's homesick. I, I, this is me speculating, this isn't fact, but I'm kind of reading that part as John is slipping into, like, his autopilot like he normally does when uh-huh. he is making her loose, like, uh-huh, time uh-huh, in school uh-huh. to watch his kids. So he, like, d- defaulted without actually thinking of and what's going sense. on. Yeah, so he's probably like, yeah, she's home sick, like, she's so sick all the time, you know, that kid, <laughs> crazy kids. So, um, but, like, after he got off the phone with them, he was like, okay, maybe this is a little weird. Maybe I should go looking for her. So he starts looking for her on his own, like asking her friends and neighbors and stuff like that, which I guess that's admirable. I don't like anything else about him, but I guess him making the effort to look for her 
it seems out of character. <laughs> That's how nice it is. Um, but he, uh, none of them claimed to know where she was. Um, those who did tell him about camping with Russell said it in, like, a really ominous kind of way. Like, everyone knows this guy's sketchy. Everyone knows he's untrustworthy. So when he's, like, where, when John's, like, where's, where's Teresa? And they're, like, oh, he's camping. She's camping with Russell. You know, like, that way you say people's names when it's, like, an understood thing in mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. person's sketch. That guy. That's how people say Russell's name, which is, like, not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. So it took him until 9.30 p.m. for the uncle to finally... Uncle John finally called the police and reported her missing. All day. It took him all day to, like, make a halfway attempt to find her. And then he's like, okay, I guess I guess I should report this because it's going to end up escalating. So here's how the investigation went. I mentioned that Russell had a daughter, right, named Chandra. Mm-hmm. And when police started looking into Teresa's disappearance, uh, they talked to her, and she told them that she remembers seeing her dad with a young girl fitting Teresa's description that day. And she was like, they just went camping. Russell and Teresa, they stopped by Russell's house because he was having car problems. And it's like, don't know. I don't know what he had to fix. And the police couldn't figure out what he had to fix. He has a really crappy kind of car, but it was like really vague, like car problems. Mm -hmm. He has a 1976 Chevy Monte Carlo. But he, he, like, so whatever happened, whatever he needed to fix, Chandra, 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 I don't know how to say her name. He said they, he stopped home, fixed the car, got it running, and then headed up to the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Um, All of his friends and family, like, he was, like, the only suspect. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah, was a gen- it was, like, a fact. <laughs> whatever happened, he did it. <laughs> so they, all of his friends and family were approached by the police. Um, they found a 17-year-old named Michelle Ryan, and this is upsetting to me. So Michelle Ryan, the last last summer, apparently, she had been invited to go camping with him in the mountains. And Chandra told her, don't go with my dad into the mountains. Okay. Don't go camping with my dad. Because Chandra knew, I, keep, I say her name different every time, um, Chandra knew that her dad was luring young girls to the mountains to drug them and assault them. So that's upsetting to me because Chandra saw him with another girl. Okay. And she didn't say anything to Teresa. That's sad. Like, nothing in her testimony suggests to me that she tried to stop that situation. She tried to stop Michelle. Michelle went anyway. And she tells police when they talked to her about it that it was, like, really traumatic. And thankfully, she had gone with, there was two other male friends with her. And they were the reason she got home safely because she was most definitely drugged and they got her out of that situation. Um, and they went, they just like as a group went with yeah, this guy? Yeah, with Russell. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but Russell targeted Michelle because she's a Jesus. young girl. And so she was drugged and her so friends So clearly got her out. he has a. This is a pattern for him. I gotcha. And Chandra knew that and she didn't do anything about poor, poor Teresa, but whatever. So that, that made me super upset and I don't care for his daughter at all. Um, Anyway, so obviously Russell is no bueno. He is not, yeah, not good news. Not good. So a few days after John reported Teresa missing, he gets a phone call from a young woman claiming that Russell was armed and that he wanted her to tell John, if you continue to make trouble for him, you will have more trouble from him. Even your kids can get hurt. So Ew. 
And then she says, tell the police that Skip, that's what they, some people call Russell. I know. It like really undercuts all of the like. <laughs> not Skip. It's not He's Skip. coming for you. Skip. Skip's Look bad out. news. Skip. So she says, tell the police that Skip had taken Teresa to school, dropped her off, and some unknown blonde girl picked up. Teresa. So whoever this woman is. All of them are terrible. Yeah, whoever this woman is. Everyone in the story. (laughs) No one's good. No one's, except poor Teresa. Yeah, poor kid. No one was looking out for her, which really. Yeah, it's That's what got me, like, super fired up with this case is no one was trying to protect Teresa at all. Um, So this this mysterious female voice essentially is like, John, stop looking into it. Also, this is the out. This is the story you need to feed the police. Um. It didn't matter. The police did not. <laughs> They're like, Russell's our guy. Like, we don't care what you're telling us at all. June 5th, um, authorities find Russell's crappy brown Monte Carlo. And he apparently he had a warrant out for a previous drunk driving violation. Go figure. Uh, so they arrested him for that and brought him in to chat about Teresa and mm-hmm. where she might be. They didn't yeah. want to jump the gun. And right, be right, like, right. Because you can only do so many things like that in one case without it being. Yeah, the law is tricky. Yeah, it's very, it's very, and like the, when we get further into this case, it's going to be even trickier. So they had to tread very lightly. Okay, so apparently, according to Russell, he had come back down the mountain to visit his friend Dorothy Davis. And he told her that he was super upset because this girl that he was with had been taken by a satanic cult and was being kept in the Sierra Mountains. And, Whoa. and this is so upsetting and he doesn't know what to do about it. And Dorothy's like, okay, you're high and delusional. So why don't you just chill out for a second? And so she let him stay there. Um, and then the police showed up. <laughs> but this is, this is Russell's story is that he took a girl to the mountains and she was kidnapped by a satanic cult. And now he's very upset. Skip is very upset. He's not happy about the satanic cult kidnapping his, his little, his little plaything. Like he's not happy about it. Skip, skip. So Russell's arrested for like he's yeah. So he, he was arrested for the 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 drunk driving violation. But like this is you know the story that they're, they're like writing. Now, is this the story of like that he's told about this Teresa? Is the first or? story he's told about Teresa. It's gonna okay. change. Okay, it's gonna change a few okay. times. I'm sure. But the satanic cult is number one. That's okay. like his first. This is what happened to this girl. Is the satanic cult, and I'm very upset about it. <laughs> Very upset about it. It's terrible. So, that's, an, that's an awful yeah, thing. Yeah, this is what he tells Dorothy, though. So when he's arrested and he's talking to the police, he he claims, I don't know what happened to Teresa because I dropped her off at school. That's all I did. I'm an innocent I'm man. I'm an innocent man. I'm very helpful. In my I'm, whole life. Exactly. I just took, I picked up an underage girl and I took her to school. Because I'm a good, I'm a good person. Samaritan. Exactly. Um. That was very quickly dismissed Skip. because the school was like, "No, you for sure didn't. You no, you didn't. So that dude, was just you kidnapped a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. To, so they to confront him with that to weird do stuff, terrible things. So there, the police are like, "No, the school's already disproved that. Don't feed us that crap." And so Russell's like, "Okay, well." Um, actually, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> I was actually, only kidding. I was <laughs> just making sure you were listening. He's like, actually, so this is story number this three. This the worst. He's like, actually, so we went camping and Teresa ran off into the woods with another girl. And they're like, wait a minute, what? And then he's telling the story and he describes it as other campers, not another girl. So she ran off with other campers. So this is four stories that, he, that he's like twisting through, right? 
And then he's like, you know, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what actually happened. I'm going to okay. tell you the real truth. You ready for this, Mindy? You ready for his real story? Is it he Bigfoot? Said, <laughs> <laughs> we were hunting Bigfoot. Which is could have been true, I guess. <laughs> could have been true. And he, he took her. He said, Teresa just got so overexcited about the sighting. And she just ran off to go find him and confront Bigfoot. And I told, I, I can show you where it happened. I can show you where we saw Bigfoot and where she ran after him and that he kidnapped her. Boys are like, this guy? They were like, oh my God. I cannot. But he like shows, he does, he shows them where Bigfoot was. And he's like, I'm so serious about this. Could you imagine if it like for, like if he was <laughs> If he was just telling the truth. If he was telling the truth. Shut your face <laughs> like, right just, just like his whole, okay, like his whole background, like we consider that he's like actually like drugged girls he's, before and like kidnapped deranged. girls. And this like actually did happen. Okay, okay. I want to I wanna say that this would be like a Scott Peterson thing. That's what it would become. <laughs> because it's like you have such a trashy background. Like you would do something. My guy. But then you didn't you, you're guilty. Big, Bigfoot beat you to it. That's what it would be. It would become that kind of a thing so yeah he shows that he's like this is where it happened did you know that like there's a bunch of them living out here <laughs> the police are like what is that they took her <laughs> they took her and yeah this is my life's pursuit well, what are they doing with her I just, I, yeah i don't know bigfoot things uh, bigfoot things here's what's also weird this guy's not right i mean we've established this already well, cl- but clearly he keeps calling Teresa sam which is strange like he like, they act like they're talking about the same person, and his story, like, picking her up to take her to school tracks with what happened with Teresa, and the police are calling her Teresa, but he's calling her a nickname he apparently made up for her, Sam. Weird. So, like, what's going on, what's going on there? I don't, I don't know. So, no, no idea where this comes from, because Sam is not short, like, for Teresa. Teresa is, like, Terry, Tess, yeah. Tessa, yeah. like, you don't get Sam out of that. No. So, I don't. I don't, I don't. Does he have something victim? Yeah, like, see, what? that's so weird. Is he weird. confusing her? Did he do this to someone else named Sam and he's mixing up stories? I mean, honestly, like, is, like is he's he just done, done it before. all the time and so. he just doesn't track any names at all? I don't know. So it's, it's strange. He says, too, when he's showing them, this is, you know, he goes, she's not going to come back. She's, like, going to be living a much happier life with the Bigfoot community because there's so much This guy better. knows she's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Like, so this was okay. Honestly, though, if you're let's jump on this train for a second. If this actually happened and Teresa found a family of Bigfoots, big they're, feet, they're probably treating her way better pr- yeah, than exactly. she was being treated by I wouldn't these go monsters. back either. Yeah, yeah I would live I with would the big absolutely feet. live with the big feet. Yeah, why not? I'd be their babysitter, exactly. Take care of the little big feet yep. kids mm-hmm. and brush their hair. Yeah, exactly. It would be like a community. She's probably, if this is not a true story, but if it were a true story, like I believe that he's probably right and she would just stay with him. Just don't, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't come, come back. back. Don't come back at all. Freaking monsters. But that's what he's like, don't look for her. Don't <laughs> no, definitely don't, don't, look don't worry about like, looking don't for her. Don't wait for her to come back. She's not coming back. She's yeah. going to be so much happier don't you, with Bigfoot. Don't even, you don't need to send anyone out there. You want to know what's like another he's full of red flags he is a red flag but like (laughs) this this part of his confession was like or his like testimony was super weird too because he unprompted unasked russell insists that if they find her there will be no signs of sexual abuse on her none 
He said she was willing to have that kind of relationship, but he never did that with a young girl. It wasn't allegedly in his nature. And the police are like, my guy, we did not ask. My <laughs> guy, <laughs> it wasn't even, you, you know, we you were. <laughs> now we're going to look for it because you <laughs> mentioned it. Like, never mind never that. Mind. <laughs> Nothing happens. He is, yeah. He's, this guy's the worst kind of person. Keeps, I hope they prosecute him he to the fullest oh, extent. They're going to be so mad. Dude. Uh, he, so he, okay. So he agrees. To, he shows them this campsite. He gives this insane story. Nothing is at the campsite. There's no sign of Teresa. There's no sign of a struggle. No clothes no blood nothing it's almost as if he's not showing them the right site <laughs> it's almost as if he's showing a random pr- part of mm-hmm. of the forest that looks like where a bigfoot might be standing you know like yeah, this just, is it this is where we saw the guy right here this is where she found her this new very family spot. yeah like this is it and the police are like there's nothing here um they they kept searching though so at the campsite where russell okay before they go searching i skipped ahead at this campsite where there's no signs of anything russell claims they stayed here and there's like a tiny fire in the middle and it's like the remnants of a fire like burnt Mm -hmm, wood mm -hmm. and stuff and there were like blankets hung up in a weird formation i'm not saying like this looks like a crime scene but it does look like a really weird it doesn't look like a crime scene because the police are like this is nothing but if you were to there's no pictures of this either but if you were to, like, stumble upon this in the woods, you may or may not think a cult lives here. Because the oh. blankets are hung up in, like, a really very deliberate formation. Weird. I'm imagining walls, but don't quote me on that. Again, there's no pictures. Um, they found a camera, a purse, a white bra, and a t-shirt. And they found photographs of... One, one of them is of Russell, and then the rest, several, are of Teresa. So, like, there's evidence that, like, she was here, maybe, maybe, or at least those pictures were taken. But Weird. Yeah, but they can't find a trace of ter- actual Teresa. Okay. Which is weird. So when I say there's nothing there, I don't mean, like, it's a blank campsite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely doesn't actually look like somewhere, something, anything happened. Um, and it turns out that they find out that this campsite was staged by russell that's why it looks yeah. incredibly deliberate gotcha. and it's kind of clean for lack of a better word for an outdoor location it's quote-unquote clean he cleaned up yeah he did so they found the real campsite about 20 miles away gotcha and they ended up charging russell because they don't have a body remember that they ended up charging russell with child endangerment and child stealing which I thought that was abduction, but it's literally cited as child stealing. The 80s were a wild time. They were a wild time. I don't know what the difference is. But so, yeah, the child endangerment and child stealing, because that's essentially all they could prove was he took her from her parents, her so uncle's what, house. What are they like? So three days before this is this is where it gets frustrated and a little murky. I had to do a little like side quest to investigate what this actually legally means. Um, So I'm going to read this very specifically from the script. Um, Three days before the trial, they dropped those charges of the the, uh, child stealing and child endangerment and offered a reduced sentence if he signed a waiver that they could go forward with murder charges if they found Teresa's body. So they were essentially like, okay, we don't have to pursue the child endangerment. Mm -hmm. All we need you to do is sign something that says that we're allowed to charge you with murder if we find her body. Understandably, Russell refused to mm-hmm. sign the waiver because mm-hmm. he would much rather be charged with child endangerment than murder. Like, that's a much more serious Absolutely. offense. So he refused to sign the waiver. 
um, they dropped all charges anyway to avoid double jeopardy. And this is what I had to research because I didn't fully understand what double jeopardy was. Double jeopardy... Can't be charged for the same crime twice. ...is when a person is tried for the same co- crime more than once. The Fifth Amendment protects us from this so that it's unconstitutional to charge him with her murder and then find the body, decide they want a different sentence, and go back and charge him again. Mm-hmm. For example, if they found signs of sexual assault when they find her body and they're like, oh, that would could be a more serious sentence right. than just basic, basic murder. Um, so to, like, avoid that... They just completely dropped all charges. And this man never went to prison. Yeah, because they never found her body. So not only did he not... comes for him. Yeah. I... I... See, this is what confuses me. And if there is a lawyer listening to this, please, please, please reach out and explain this to me. They were originally going to charge him with child endangerment and child stealing. That could have still happened without risking double jeopardy i think i'm that not a lawyer to me because they didn't have a body they weren't charging him with murder they still could have gotten him some prison time for what he did that they can't exactly you would think. prove yeah but they drop all charges even the child endang- that doesn't make sense to me i feel like they still could have gotten him for child endangerment yeah like i don't know i don't know i like i i read and reread the definitions that i was finding and i'm like I, it's still their decision still doesn't make any more sense to me than when I, before I looked up the definition. So I, I don't know. I ended up frustrated. But, I mean, obviously Bigfoot did it, right? <laughs> obviously Russell's in his eye. And she's living with Bigfoot in the forest like with his family. Maybe, maybe she is somewhere. <laughs> or a satanic... Yeah. That, like, satanic cult one was so off the cuff. Like, he, like... He was like, what could... Like, initially, he's I'm like, sure in his mind, he was like, this is so smart. So smart. He's like, Dorothy, you're never going to believe what just happened. A satanic cult. And I'm going to make sure I stage the campsite to look weird enough that they believe that. Oh, First a wild story. That's, so, that's, that sucks that he, like, yeah, she didn't get justice. You know what sucks even more is, so, like, after this whole nonsense happened, Russell's family really spread this additional theory that the speed freak killers abducted and murdered Teresa. The <laughs> what? Speed freak <laughs> killers. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know where that came from. It's like, let's just pick a random thing that doesn't make sense and say, this is what happened to Teresa. My dad didn't do it. Even though Chandra labeled him as a predator previously, she backtracks and she, like, reduces that to, he was just making poor choices. That's all she says. So, in Ugh. in her mind, it was just poor judgment rather than her father being a sexual predator and a murderer of a young girl in the woods. Yeah, it's horrible. So his family is just as horrible. They're all the worst. Yeah, they're all the worst. So her uncle John died of cancer in 2008. Russell actually died of coronary artery disease in 1998. So good riddance. I'm glad he's not around anymore. But like, good gracious. Man. Yeah. That's a crazy story. Right? Poor Bigfoot. Hashtag justice for Bigfoot. He definitely didn't do it. I feel like definitely he didn't do if it. If anything, he was trying to help. <laughs> yeah, if anything, he was just like, look out. If that part's true, that then man he was, is terrible. Yeah, he was probably trying to lure her away, so he like Seriously. got her away from horrible it's Russell. It's not true. We know it's not true. No, it's but... not. He definitely murdered her, and she's yeah. probably. I'm sure at some point in the future, remains will be found. Maybe. It's vast. The mountain, the Nevada mountain range is vast, so so like maybe not. Maybe she's just never going to be found. Doesn't matter. He's dead. 
But good grief. And she doesn't even, what kills me inside, she doesn't even have family that's, like, still tortured by this. Because so nobody cares. Hopefully she's reincarnated in, like, a much better family. Yeah. She's, like, living life as, like, a bird. I, personally, I hope it was a quick death. I hope it was a quick death. Yeah, I mean, that's I all we can hope better for. Place. Yeah, poor Teresa. Teresa and Bear. R.I.P., man. Anyway, let's end this on a sweeter note. Yeah. What's our snack today? Well, we have something from our local museum, the Boonshoff Museum of Discoveries Eco Eatery. You guys should check it out. Dayton, Ohio. Who has some special what's it called? Cookies and cream yes! popcorn. See, I could say it wrong in this episode now, and it won't make, Ooh, wow. make a difference. Doesn't look good. Yeah. So it's got the savory and the sweet. So it's popcorn with, like, white chocolate and Oreo cookie. Yum! Ready? Yes. Oh, pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. Five? Mm, Five skulls. Four skulls? I'm going to go with five. Five? Yeah. It's delicious. You can't really go wrong with cookies and cream. Yeah. You put cookies and cream on anything, and I'll eat it. That's good stuff. That's fantastic. And it's on brand. It's very on brand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we couldn't get more on the nose. It's true. So everybody go check out the Boonshop Museum of Discovery. Wonderful place. Oh, yeah, that's Cafe. an awesome place. Yeah, cafe there's pretty good. It's new, too. Wasn't it just to put in, like, last two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. It's cool that they have a cafe now. Yeah. You can stay there all day if you want. So check it out. Um, also, what you should check out... What do we have in the shop now? We Maybe. have spooky merch. Spooky merch. I just ordered my long sleeve shirt. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. Not only only a couple items are going to be seasonal too. So most of them will be available year round. Mm-hmm. However, we this month because it's spooky season, we have a free shipping promotion going on. So if you want, please buy our merch. Please support us. Um, if you would like to buy merch use promo code spooky season at checkout and it gets you free shipping off of every order until the end of october heck yeah yeah so if you want to support us in any way you can yeah it um your when you buy our merch it actually does support us and it helps us like keep this project going yeah and... it goes directly to us it doesn't go through a third party exactly. so you are like very directly supporting us helping us out yeah helping us keep the lights on keep the software going exactly so we can continue reporting and stuff keep these mics hot keep these mics hot keep electricity so the laptop can be plugged in and then always like subscribe share tell us Give your us opinions feedback. also yeah. i think all this month you know what you should do is tell us your favorite like halloweeny kind of case oh yeah suggest we're up we're open for suggestions the last minisode of the month i think we should do like a like a listener's suggestions mm, for spooky stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even have to be a real story. Please. Like, do you have a spooky story? Send it to us. Yep. Either message us through Instagram. Also, go follow us on Instagram. Um, Cookies and Crime Podcast. Or you can send us an email. All that information is going to be in the show notes. And we'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.